0: Which fix it's been a very busy few weeks for me i'm afraid i'm i've been sort of behind on some of my book reviews but we're getting back into it now i'm, I'm reading up a storm the downside of this is that i have been reading some things which turned out sadly to not have witches in but i'm going to talk about them anyway because they are connected to another book i looked at and i'm starting to look upon this as sort of a mystery so the books i'm talking about are books two and three in the private series by kate Bryan. i think the last review i did would have been the uh first book in series called Private. Uh, Not sure if I'm going to jump all these up yet, but you know, I reviewed that one. I said that I'd read the back of the prequel and knew that it contained, you know, mentions of black magic or witches spell books being discovered by girls at a private school. I was intrigued. And yet someone on Goodreads said, you know, you should probably read the, the full series before you read the prequel. And I guess that kind of made sense because prequels, they tend to be full of references to the like OG books which you're only going to pick up on if you've read those so I soldiered on and to be honest I really enjoyed the first book in the series private there were like two witchy things that kind of happened in it which were either witchy things or like sorority hazing rituals I wasn't sure but I was intrigued I was liking the main character it was kind of giving me like cruel intentions vibes and I was fully enjoying some guilty pleasure teen read reading Anyway, so today I powered through books 2 and 3, because I am an unstoppable monster who devours YA books. And there was no mention of any witches in them, but uh, I'm going to cover them just because if someone, you know, read the first private book, they might want to know if there's witches in the rest of them. And I can find no satisfactory answers online while googling, so this is going to be your walkthrough of the series, but the books aren't going to get their own individual episodes because I feel like that's just pushing it. So we begin with Invitation Only, which is book two in the series, and I'm going to warn, uh, broadly speaking, over the two books for mentions of sexual assault and substance abuse, um, which crop up quite frequently, as well as mentions of eating disorders, uh, which are casually mentioned, I think, maybe once or twice. Uh, So all of that kind of stuff that tends to be at the forefront of teen fiction, it's in there. So where we left off in book one, uh, Reed Brennan had become accepted into Billings as a Billings girl joining this sort of elite group at her already quite elite private school and her boyfriend Thomas had disappeared. That was basically where we lof- left off and we pick up an invitation only with her having been accepted into Billings but still being hazed. She has to do everyone's like cleaning and run around after them like an unpaid skivvy. And the invitation only title refers to a party in New York called The Legacy, where only, you guessed it, legacies to the school get invited. So third generation up, I think you have to be to be invited or you have to befriend someone who has been given one of the coveted plus one invitations. And so the book mainly focuses on uh, reed trying to get to the party because she's fairly certain thomas her missing boyfriend will show up there because he never misses this massive party it's like the event of the year and that's when he's gonna pop up and be like haha fooled you into worrying about me according to his close friends so in the name of doing this reed is kind of flung into the arms of walt whitaker which is so close to walt whitman they really upset me every time i read it who's this kind of like neck beardy, nice guy type character you know he buys her expensive presents and just tries to like belady her into loving him it's super cringy uh but she kind of attaches herself to him so that she can get invited to this party and then when they return from the party spoiler alert they discover that thomas's body has been discovered so he did uh, but she has Uh, fortunately at the end of the book been fully accepted into Billings so I guess something good happened. Um, I read this book quite quickly I was kind of excited to see where it was going there was some mystery I was really excited to get to any mention of witches there was none Uh, but then at the end of the book having tested Reed's loyalty uh, the Billings girls said that now they could trust her with everything and so I sort of felt like maybe we were moving towards easing the door open on some witchy secrets but no which brings us into book two i mean book three but book two of the review are you confused yet i'm really confused anyway book three is untouchable and it basically follows the aftermath of the discovery of thomas's body and reads kind of spiral into grief and self-loathing Also, a third guy is now chasing after her. So we've had Thomas from book one. We had um, Walt Whitman in book two. And now in book three, Thomas's roommate Josh is making a move. So um, Reed is like the original Bella Swan. She is just the tasty jelly bean that everyone wants a mouthful of. And I regret starting this sentence. Ew. But yeah, so she's trying to get along with Josh at the same time as the police are crawling all over campus. You know, trying to solve her boyfriend's murder. I guess ex-boyfriends murder Uh, and also there seems to be a mystery going on in Billings people seem to know a lot about what's going on there seem to be whisperings Taylor one of the four important Billings girls who are meant to be her best buds is spirited off before the Thanksgiving vacation and then does not return and is allegedly in some sort of treatment facility because she's crumpled under academic stress but it seems like she's crumbled under the weight of a terrible secret, like perhaps maybe what really happened to Thomas. So needless to say, this book is pretty dramatic. It does feel like kind of a slowing down because the first book was all about getting into Billings. The second book was all about getting to this party. This book doesn't really have an end target. It's just this is what's happening now. There's an investigation and yeah, we're trying to get to the truth, but at the same time there's no like fixed goal in mind that can be substantially like visualized like you know moving into Billings or going to this party so it did feel like a little bit of a lull also although Josh is an okay guy compared to dead Thomas the drug dealer and Walt Whitman the 18th century town crier is what I imagine um He's just kind of plain and boring. He's just kind of there and enough. So, sorry Josh, uh, you're not real. So, it, it did kind of feel like a little bit of a lull in the series. And did I mention no witches? Because that was really starting to become apparent as I was steamrollering through this third book. I have purchased like quite a few of the, the rest of the series. And I'm excited to read them. It's sort of a guilty pleasure type thing. I'm really enjoying the kind of glossy fantasy of it all you know these fantasy prep school girls with their newfangled iPods and fur coats and stuff it was like I hadn't really thought about when this might be set until Reed had to save some data from a laptop on a floppy disk and uh, that broke my immersion (laughs) so um I think maybe it's just some of the sort of um nostalgia factor of sort of hearkening back to an age of my own childhood even though I didn't go to a private school but it might have been cool if I had done. Um, So I'm enjoying the books but the lack of witchy content is definitely becoming more and more apparent with every page that I read and so I went ahead and tried to google like what book is it where this stuff becomes relevant because if it's in the prequel Surely, you can't write a whole series about like private school girls living the normal private school life and then randomly have a prequel about witches. That doesn't make sense to me. And the only thing that I could find was an allusion to the fact that Reed and I think some of the other Billings girls discover a sort of hereditary line back to the original Billings girls who like set up this whole not really a sorority but kind of a sorority and that that kind of follows on from the prequel in that the prequel is kind of like a flashback uh, to stuff that they're finding out about i don't know if that is then going to feature in the story or just be kind of like a lead-in to the prequel i'm excited to get to that book i forget which one it is is the thing which is quite annoying but i'm sure it'll crop up eventually I am excited to read the prequel but as I said I do want to read the rest of the novels before that so that I can you know find the hidden clues and hints if there are some like references to characters who have since grown up and become the forebears of other characters in the book so I am kind of excited for that but I am gonna have to plow through the rest of the series first although having said that the books aren't that long and they are pretty exciting and, and pretty um easy to read and and the plot is is racing ahead so i'm enjoying myself but i'm awaiting which is with impatience one thing i will say is that it's becoming slightly more and more obvious throughout the books there's a slight undercurrent of not very niceness about um reed the main character it's she seems like super judgmental of some people there's constant comments about the size of one character's nostrils which i found weird it's uh her, i think the character's name is missy thurber and her nostrils are bigger than her character like they are mentioned more frequently than she is it's is quite worrying and also she kind of is a bit catty about other people and like makes fun of them like for being vapid or shallow when at the same time she's the one who's like panting after this clique of popular rich girls accepting gifts from them and and uh, trying to be like them so it just kind of seems like a, a case of the pot calling the kettle black and also some comments and like the way some characters are described just feel like a shade off and a shade unpleasant and i can't tell if it's just because the books are Slightly older at this point, and they may be describing people in a way that a modern or more modern novel wouldn't. But there's just like a kind of undercurrent of something that is making me slightly uncomfortable. Can't quite put my finger on it, but it's there. Also, I had to look it up at one point that Kate Bryan wasn't like a pseudonym for a different author because, from the way like a lot of the girls are described, like it just Hanging around in their underpants and they're like silk negligees having chats, and the amount of like lesbian stuff that's hinted at in the book, it kind of felt like I was reading a guy's fantasy of what private school for girls was like. Um, I'm fairly certain it's not because you know I found pictures of Kate Bryan, um, and like she's written other novels, she is known to the public, she's not just like a name on a book. But it was just this weird thing that i couldn't shake and it's not just the fact that there are lesbian characters in the book because in uh invitation only we find out that reed's new billings roommate is uh, an out lesbian but her girlfriend is not it's just the way that reed talks about specifically noel and kieran uh the model and like the it girl of the whole billings group just the way she's always constantly aware of what their breasts are doing in relation to her. Like whether like resting near her shoulder or like brushing up against her. And she seems to have like a, an inner shudder of pure delight. And it feels kind of weirdly homoerotic. And I don't know if that's like my reading into it or if that's what the book is saying. But it's a little bit strange. Uh, and Reed does not seem to be a lesbian from the sheer fact that she's had like three boyfriends in as many books. shade but she is still meant to be 15 Uh, so i'm a little bit concerned because obviously uh, she has at this point slept with thomas and i don't think that's legal even though he's also underage i don't know how american law works but in england that would be a crime um so that's a little bit strange and something that i'm kind of trying to work out why it's making me feel like weird and sketchy reading it uh aside from that and the sort of lack of witchy content i am enjoying the books as i've said and uh, can't wait to get into, hopefully, the undercurrent of witchiness, or at least read enough that I can move on to the prequel and have a good time with that. I think one of my original criticisms for the first novel was that Reed had tried really hard to get into this private school and then was flunking classes and, and getting embarrassed for not knowing stuff and still wasn't studying, even though this was meant to be her dream school. The novels have kind of circumvented that whole gripe of mine by just cutting out classes entirely. So now everything seems to take place in this weird hinterland where no one seems to, like, do anything but hang around in the Billings House, go to fantastic parties, or go to the cafeteria. They do not seem to be going to classes. Occasionally they mention, like, oh yeah, we went to English. But no one seems to be, like, working on homework or or reading anything. It just is all taking place in this kind of nebulous free time spaces which on the one hand is okay because it's like I don't really want to sit with them in class uh, and be abreast of Reed's academic progress but at the same time she's meant to be like smart and she's meant to be on a sports scholarship but it feels like those two things have just stopped mattering to her that much and she's more interested in obviously the murder which I get because that's just you know dramatic but in all the ins and outs of life of the Billings and I get that that's kind of the point of the book and we're meant to be seeing her kind of develop into a Billings girl from her humble beginnings but at the same time it feels like it's happened really quickly and I don't know how much more can change over the course of like the next five books but uh we shall see and I will keep you abreast if anything witchy eventually happens so stay tuned In the meantime, if you have any hints you want to give me about this series, do drop them in on Twitter, or you can send them in by email, which I eventually do check, but only sometimes. Or you can put them on Instagram at witchfixpodcast. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the next one. Bye!